I think it's peach season soon. I haven't heard anything about it, but no, peach season is July. Okay. Because when you get those Kelowna peaches, you bite, it's just like your whole chest is like covered in juice. And you're just like, <laughs> so sticky. <laughs> okay, well, I literally bought some mangoes that were really expensive yesterday and I'm ready to eat them over the sink. No, I want you to eat it in a white shirt and post it on your OnlyFans. Okay. Well, Sheree's well, OnlyFans. Subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be lots of. To watch me eat a mango. Lots of questionable content. Just like me, like in my bare toes, like stepping in like squid. <laughs> Where does he keep getting these? <laughs> no, 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 hooked me up before he passed. Pre It was in his will that I inherited all his octopuses. Octopi. <laughs> Welcome to Shrimp Cocktail, a dish best served cold. A place where the shrimps discuss our lives, the real housewives, and Becky's one-woman production of Susical the Musical. And I said, that's not a salmon canapé, that's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) What up, Crustacean Nation? It is your hosts, Becky and Peter, and welcome to another exciting new series called... La Atlanta Housewives. La Atlanta. Get into yes. it. We've taken the executive decision to title our episodes because it can get a little confused up in the Spotify show business. So Yeah, now- you're going to get two different recaps a week at this point. And so you can differentiate between what, what's Jersey, what's Atlanta, and whatever we have in the works going forward this will be just an easy way for you to um download with certainty that you know so, what you're getting if you're an atlanta girl if you're a jersey girl we don't like to discriminate around here but we know that some people have preferences still have to think of a title for the new jersey show so that is up for grabs if you have any suggestions and maybe it'll come up mm. while we're talking oh yeah if any listeners have an idea but we can call like the series we're doing on jersey right now for uh, season 13 let us know we're really open to suggestions I like the samsara direction. I don't know how we could make like an alliteration with that or make it referential to New Jersey. Snakes yeah, of New Jersey. I, yeah, let's just like play up the snake imagery and the Buddhist imagery that's happening. Because like, you know, <laughs> Teresa's very namaste. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we've even she, mentioned it in our, if we go back in our like previous notes, we'll probably find a good idiom or something that we want to hype up. A lot of times we make jokes that we don't get to use them all, sadly. For instance, Frankie was wearing a daddy necklace last week. Never brought that up. Frank Sr.? Yeah. Like a little goldy one. It said dad, yeah. It said daddy? Yeah. (gasps) Do you think he bought that for himself? I hope not. He's bordering on leather daddy at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. Speaking of the YMCA, though... And the village people, Frankie being in the village people, my dad, like, is obsessed with the YMCA. (laughs) And my sister played that song at her wedding and dedicated it to him. And if you actually (gasps) go to this, are so coded. They're so coded. It's, like, all about. Are you? Wait. Have you and Sarah ever talked about, like, that? I don't know. I think she just was, like, on a high and was, like, I just told the DJ to play YMCA. And then, like. 
exciting. Like, hey, DJ, play It's Raining Men for my Seriously, dad. but it's like, even the lyrics of YMCA are like, young men. And it talks about how, like, you can swap loads with your bro, basically, the entire song. Damn. Okay, well, <laughs> that could be its own separate podcast. Yeah. I think we might start talking about some more of our anecdotes. We're getting a bit more personal now that we're comfortable with our shrimpies. We want to share a little bit more about us. As you'll see in our previous episode, which is about to air today, something <laughs> about the salmon canapes I wanted to share was, so my dad was like always impressing his guests once he moved to Fredericton about these like smoked salmon canapes or like, I don't even think they called them canapes. They just called them like fish on a cracker or something <laughs> like local. But later on in life, I kind of was doing some thinking and I was like, that's not really like a traditional Graminan style of serving smoked salmon. Like my dad would have had to learn this along the way. Guess who we learned it from? <laughs> you're gonna have to redact the name, but you're gonna love this. <laughs> Becky's speechless. She has her mouth covered and is swaying back and forth. I right knew now. it was him. I know. <laughs> so, so PJ coded. Oh my god. Yeah, my heart is oh racing. Oh my god. They had. A, they <laughs> they spent a lot of time together, and I don't know if we want to redact this or not, but we're not going to use a name. Let's just tell the audience that it was a neighbor. If you know who I am. And you know where I live, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> which you only the real ones do. A neighbor growing up in Fredericton, New Brunswick, who was really close friends with my dad and turned out to be homosexual. Yes. Not naming any names. <laughs> but yeah. We're going to dox him tonight. So there, those are some gay crackers we've been eating this whole time. <laughs> Mommy, give us the gay crackers, gay. please. <laughs> those are some gay-coded canapes. I know, and it's like... You wonder why I'm gay now. It was from the canapes. Yeah. I'm I like, blame it. people in Grimmanan aren't putting capers and lemon salt on things. Yeah, it's like hormones in the milk. It was gay <laughs> in the canapes. <laughs> yeah. It's the cure. It's cured meat and it cures the straight. It turns you gay. I don't know. I'm a reaching. I'm reaching. Um, any other short anecdotes? Peter actually got to see the Mario movie, a legal download. Oh, did you like it? I did like it. It was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Short and sweet, simple narrative. I loved how they paced out the references. My favorite part was the original score because they have so much music and they just like played it all with a classical symphony. It's like, <laughs> but then they didn't do the little remix of. And then, <laughs> and then I couldn't get over the voice actors, but that's just me because I know who they are. So probably if you were a kid, it wouldn't bother you as much. Mm-hmm. But I, all yeah. I, I just saw voice actors the whole time. Even what's his name? Like Fred Armisen. He did a different voice, but it just reminded me of another SNL character that he does. He played Cranky Kong, which mm-hmm. is actually a pivotal role. And I'm just going to say, I'm not going to give you a spoiler, but the plot was very similar to a Marvel movie that I saw recently. <laughs> which one? So spoiler alert. Wakanda forever. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, where the Mushroom Kingdom is trying to team up armies with the Donkey Kong Kingdom in order to defeat Bowser. So it's like this whole alliance that's formed, blah, blah, blah. And that was like very Wakanda forever with like the water people, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I'd rather like a Pixar like heart strings film than like a Marvel like action film. But that, I think that's just like what you get from the production company, which is like Illumination, which does the minions. So. Oh, right, right. Yeah. You saying that part about the soundtrack, like enjoying it, I think it was a week and a half ago or something. I was overhearing AJ listening to music on his phone. And I was like, what is that? Peach and song? it was <laughs> kind of, it was um, the Deftones album, White Pony, but with Mario sounds like with the Mario <laughs> keyboard, <laughs> it sounded amazing. That sounds amazing. Yeah, there's so many good remixes, and they have such a library to choose from. And yeah, yeah, they just really did it really well with the orchestra. I hope it wins best like original score because it's just such a history there that they have to to, mm. to work with. And then freaking Jack Black put his whole Bowie into the film with his Peaches song. I hope he wins an Oscar for that. Yeah, the Peaches song is good. It's very much like how Bowser would perform that song. Yeah, I know. Um, And I really liked how Jack Black and Bowser, that worked for me. It wasn't really like, I guess I did think about it being Jack Black just because I'm a huge fan, I guess. He has a background in doing voice acting. Exactly. He did uh, Kung Fu Panda and stuff. I think he is a character actor through and through Mm -hmm. versus like a lot of other people on the cast who are not character actors. Why is Chris Pratt doing it? He's not a character actor. Seth Rogen was good. Like Charlie Charlie Day, not really. Like he's just always kind of his manic. I know. Like, he's always like kind of Irish New England mm-hmm. guy. But that worked for Luigi because they wanted him to be like more scared because he has that whole uh, haunted mansion thing, which they kind of played into as well. Oh, cool. Spoiler alert. And he was kind of the damsel in distress. Seth Rogen was good as Donkey Kong because they actually played up his Seth Rogen laugh, which like, it was like a nod to the character. Of being like, <laughs> <laughs> so that made, that made sense to me. Yeah. And they even brought back the fucking donkey rap. DK. Donkey Kong. <laughs> so it was sick. Speaking of good performances, I saw Sasha Valore on Friday. How was that? It was amazing. It was so good. It was so fun. Uh, we went to Metropolis uh, to see it, and it was that's a good venue. Sold out. There was like a line of maybe like we arrived before the show started, like before like doors open kind of thing. There was probably a lineup of like two hundred people to get in, and then when we arrived, not a seat was available. We were panicked, but like thankfully, um, a mutual friend of me and uh, my sister's boyfriend, she had been there early and she reserved us seats. So there was so no. It was seats. a general admission yeah that's crazy but there's probably at least i don't know maybe like 600 people there and what was the crowd like a lot of people were in drag uh, it was a lot it was a lot of just like uh, people my age 40 year olds yeah and there were actually a lot of kids too oh no we like that <laughs> I know. I gave them a pamphlet to tell them that they're in danger. Yeah. My no, goodness. but the show was so good. I didn't want to get any spoilers. Like I, I just really wanted to let it wash over me. And okay. the production quality, my God, Sasha she's so thoughtful. Fucking, 
She's so thoughtful. Like it was an hour and a half and everything was so deeply referential and every theme that she brought up came full circle. And a huge part of it was in reaction to how drag is being maligned in culture right now. She used a ton of like home video footage. She's always been doing this. Oh my God. There's this clip she played from her home videos where she put on her first show when she was probably, I don't know, like six years old. And she was doing a Shakespearean play and she played a woman. And like, she had a death scene where she had these huge caps that were balloons. Oh my God. To present like the character as dying in that scene, she poked the boobs to deflate and then fell to the crowd. (laughs) They just fly around the audience like... (laughs) (laughs) It takes a twist where it's like suddenly the movie up. It's our film. She flies away with her uh, balloon boobs. I don't want to give any spoilers to anyone okay. who wants to go see Sasha in the future, but I highly recommend it. It was so entertaining, so funny. Yeah. Like, laugh out loud funny, but then also, like, moving where I was, like, crying at points. because yeah. She's she a cancer. I think... Oh, that makes Wa- sense. Yeah, she, water She's sign. all in her emotions, and she's really good at articulating her emotions. There was at least three sections where it was Q... Not Q&A, but, like, more of, like, a TED Talk. And oh, okay. Because she re- released a book. Recently. <laughs> welcome, uh, and welcome to my TED Talk. She like puts on a little like microphone and has like one of those like clickers. Starts walking across the stage. It was kind of a vibe, but yeah, enjoying. Um, have you seen any of the? I think it's Hulu or Paramount Plus. They're trying to make their own content, so they just hired a bunch of the Rue girls to do like stand up shows. Some of them are good. Oh yeah. Some of them are better than others. I would not recommend BB Zahara Benes. It's really bad. But all the other ones are really good. I really liked... It's um, on Hulu? How are you watching it's it? It's on a Paramount Plus. So I don't know if you have... Oh, that. Okay. I just had a... You can get like a free trial. And then after that, they didn't have much to watch after that. They promised me new South Park episodes, but I had already seen them. So I just watched those Drag Race specials because I knew they were nowhere else and impossible to find on the internet and then ended my free trial. I have to say something before I forget. I saw some groundbreaking news today. Boots on the ground? In the world of of drag. What? Know who was indoctrinated into the like world of drag? She's officially like considered canon for drag queens. King Charles? um... (laughs) No. The alien from American Dad. Oh, yeah. I love him. What's his name? Roger. Uh, Roger, yeah. Well, he is yeah, like... Yeah, no, Trixie Mattel like, did like an announcement, an official announcement that well... like Roger's canon. <laughs> also, I think Jeffree Star uses Roger as like his display pick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's but... cool. Honestly, it's the best thing he's mm-hmm. ever done. Well, J- Roger's always putting on like different facades and playing different roles. So... Which is Roger just is so uh, naturally funny and yeah. He's like your gay roommate. Who ruins your life. I need to get back into American Dad. It was kind of underrated because there was like, we were kind of oversaturated with Seth MacFarlane stuff at the time. Uh-huh. But there's some really good, some good stuff in there. Um, anything else before we get into La Atlanta? I watched a really good movie the other day. What was it? Uh, so I was with Catherine for her birthday, and we watched... Oh, happy birthday, um, Catherine. I told her, but I, know. I just wanted to It was to really fun. We watched the movie Men. What's that? Have you heard of that one? Men in Black? Uh, it came out... Men, like just men, M-E-N. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a porno. Out, 
it, it's really really not you would really appreciate this movie peter i think it's so up your alley have you seen like annihilation or ex machina uh i saw ex machina okay. yeah it's the same director so is it post-apocalyptic uh, no it's it's a psychological drama where a woman her husband dies for reasons that are either suicide or accidental she doesn't know and so she goes to a like an english countryside castle to retreat by herself and it's one night of pure terror of everything that happens to her it's so scary it's so good it's just like, just like reenacting like, oh, her trauma or is it like things that actually happened no, to her it is a bit but it's about like how the conspiracy is that like every man is the same that like whatever trauma her deceased spouse put her through is being recreated that every man is conspiring against her oh my god so tell me about it movie of it's a horror movie about men as a concept that men are oh my like God. inherently evil. It's so good. I loved it. I'm going to watch that because it feels like the story of my life, like Arrested Development, where you're just like reflected with all these same narratives all the time. Oh, yeah. And like the finale of the film, like the repetition, the samsara of it all, you're going to die. Ooh, it's so wild. Our new favorite buzzword is samsara. The snake eating its tail. Did you see The Lodge? Wait, is that the M. Night Shyamalan one? No, it has kind of a big twist at the end, though. Oh, okay. No, I think I saw the trailer for this. It's it, so fucking good. Me. Okay, well, I'm obviously not going to reveal the twist, but it, there's a lot that happens until the end. So basically, this, like, psychologist dad starts dating one of his patients and then they go to like a lodge in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere but then it like runs out of gas or whatever so the dad has to like go into town and then the kids are stuck with this like crazy person basically Ooh! but there's a big twist and you will never know i mean if you keep guessing what the twist is going to be you'll probably find out but it's like <laughs> oh it's such a good twist and it's just like the gore is, is really it scary beautiful. it is very disturbing it's very disturbing because okay. Of the twist. The twist is going to leave you very unsettled. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. I love any horror recommendations. Yeah. I will it was good to watch during like cozy season, like around winter time when it's hard to like leave the house, but I'd recommend it any time of year as well. The gore alone. Loved it. She's like an ex religious cult member. There's a lot of like themes of like religion that like to carry through. Oh, perfect i know <laughs> okay oh yeah i just wanted to explain one more joke you can redact this but it's just like this joke from like really really early rupaul which is like it's like relevant now but so inappropriate because they used to always go like teach the children teach the children but then like someone changed it to touch the children <laughs> no i know and like i used to always laugh about that joke like 10 years ago when i was in like grandma and Anne or whatever i'd be like touch the children but now it's just like you can't even say that no you can't but i think it was like back in the days of untucked when they had it in the interior illusions lounge that was camp mm. okay so do you want to take a short break? We'll let the viewers gather themselves and maybe get a canopy or two, and we'll be right back. Hello. Hi. You're looking post-coital hair. <laughs> that post-nut clarity yeah. hair. 
I left on the break to do. They need to make a brand of Claritin called Post Nut Claritin. <laughs> That'd be a good SNL sketch. Or Mad TV. I got this like limited edition Mad Magazine uh, recently about all the best ones from the 90s. And Ooh, I'm excited. That's interesting. I know. I'm excited to read it over the summer by the beach. It's going to be actually 30 degrees this weekend. Ah. Uh. That's so nice. What are you going to do? Just be outside the whole time? Yeah. I'm going to go to Caulfield, which is my favorite little rocky beach. Um, I take all my sexy photos at with Danielle Palmer. You don't really have to redact her name, but she knows about the she's podcast. Yeah, the she's pod. a friend yeah. of the pod. I went to Caulfield with her last year in the summer. I was just like hyping it up. And I'm like, we're going to call it this. We're going to call it this. We did settle on a name for the show. And we had it for a while and we were like locked in. And then I was like, shrimp cocktail. And then we changed it. Remember? It was called What Happened. That's what we were going to call it. What Happened. What Happened. Yeah. Thing. Like as a play on Watch What Happens. But uh, shrimp cocktail is obviously the superior. I know. Okay. Episode one, season 15. The Atlanta Housewives. Insert sound effect here. Sucking on my titties like you wanted me. Calling me all the time like Ronnie. I do want to title this episode Married to the Crisis. Mm. Mary Chrysler. Mary Crisis. Well, I think that's interesting you said that because I don't know. Have you looked up what no. her current boyfriend is known for? What is he known for? Is it a porn show? Okay. No. Okay. You seem like you're about to like say something really scandalous. He's from a marriage-based TV show, a reality series called Love and Marriage Huntsville. Oh, okay. Well, that was a key element of the show that I didn't understand because my first note is like, what is the show? Every single woman knew what he was from. Like they all were like, I, you know, I'm coming into blind. I don't know who this uh, Mark is. But then uh, Kenya and Candy were just referencing just being like, this guy, really? He must come across really poorly on his own show. Exactly. They should have done a better job at like describing what the show was about. They didn't tell us anything. They just said he's on a show. Like, yeah. I know they can't say the name, but I'm just like, girl, like, I had no idea where all this criticism was coming from until now. Like, this very second, it sort of like sways my whole opinion. Because I'm like, why would they just let her be happy? Like, so much better than her last husband or like He must husband. be a major red flag, this yeah. dude. Like, the way that well, like the girlies are acting. She knows how to pick them. That's Sheree. She does. Yeah. <laughs> Sheree. She's like, oh, red flags. The redder, the better. She doesn't have young kids, does she? I hope not. They're adults. Yeah. <laughs> they had yeah. her like sexy her son. <laughs> sexy son on the mantle, seen- like blowing in the wind. His photo. <laughs> Cairo is so, so gorgeous. That's what I was saying. Like the photo you see on the mantle was like of a slutty yeah. picture of him. <laughs> Imagine if your parents had your photo of like your OnlyFans on their mantle. My mom probably would. 
just because she's like, oh, he looks so handsome and muscular. And then like my dad would be like, remind him of a life that he didn't live. So <laughs> your mom's like, what's a dog strap? <laughs> yeah. Peter, I just knitted you a jock strap. <laughs> a knitted jock strap sounds terrible. Like crochet. The texture. I know. Okay, so. I was just going to say, we're starting the episode with Sheree at Chateau Sheree. We get to meet Martel. Exactly. Like this guy who she seems to be exclusively dating. But Sheree always has like a shroud of mystery about her. I thought I felt like more transparent, but now I'm so sus and I have way more questions. Well, I'm skipping ahead of time, but like the way she talked about it at Ross's dinner party thing, you know what I mean? She was so stay out of my business. Don't ask me any questions about my relationship, you know, because Kenya said the thing about him slipping into her DMs and that there's rumors that he's dating another woman in Atlanta. And Sheree seems so disinterested in it. I think she decidedly to be like ignorance is bliss and is like, la la la, I don't care. I'm happy. I get to have good sex. And there's an actual man in front of me instead of like and, living in my phone. But that extends to like production, you know, that we don't get to see her actually be vulnerable. Like the last season with her being stood up by Tyrone, that was because she had no choice but to oh, talk to us about it. Oh, it's true. But what was the reason that she was left from the show? Was it something similar? Why she left the show, like, whatever season. I'm not sure. Maybe she didn't want to come back. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Does she have a history of not letting us know everything about her life? You know what? I don't know. I think that Atlanta just has some really intense characters and that, like, Sheree wasn't keeping up with them. Yeah, it's true. I miss Phaedra. Oh, my God. I miss Phaedra so much. Phaedra on this season would be good. You can just tell. I know. We're spending uh... a lot of time with Sonya. And I'm like, okay, Sonia, you're just not that interesting to me. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's got a lot going on, but I just don't think she's that cool of a person. Like, just just wouldn't want to hang out with her. Yeah. She's fine. Okay, so did they show Martel's, like, entire package on the show when he was getting dressed? Remember when Candy was like... Did he ask them to come into her bedroom to watch him get undressed? Already, like, Candy said he's an opportunist, and, like, that (gasps) is an opportunist thing to do. He was flexing, wasn't he? Like, this is a family network. I need an adult. (laughs) Cover your eyes, Becky. Yeah. Never seen such filth in my life. But it was hot. Candy and her man are the same height as my parents. (laughs) Am I the new... And Todd is like, you can't spell toddler without Todd. (gasps) Oh, no. It's like taking candy from a toddler. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. Candy with a K. Seriously. I'm ace because I'm a child. Uh, (laughs) Do they have other kids or is it just one and candy can't even deal with him? They have ace and then their youngest is, her name's Blaze. And then Uh, she's like two or one and a half That's in the bad game. I think it's cute. (laughs) I, like I mean, it. it just reminds me of a role. If, if you're rich, you can get away with it. Yeah. if That's true with these. That, I mean, that is deep because it's very true with those names in general. I looked uh, up Candy's um, net worth today because I was curious. Uh, she's worth $35 million. She's got more than Britney. Mm. Getting that no scrub residual. Yeah, no. Candy is crazy fucking wealthy. 
But yeah, what's her sign? I'm assuming it's like a Capricorn or something. She's just like, oh, a, I don't know. A, like is. a workhorse. I don't think she has any interest in really having a family. It's just kind of like a thing to tick off her box. I don't know. She seems really maternal to me. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, she's she's a Taurus. I said Taurus, didn't I? Her birth- no, you said Capricorn. I said Capricorn or Taurus because it's like a workhorse. Taurus, but Taurus yeah. also like to indulge too, which explains the candy-coated, sticky situation. What the fuck was it called? Super sticky candy? Candy-coated dreams. Okay, there was, was there the word sticky in there? No. Stinky candy? Yeah. But before that, at the dinner with, uh, sorry to jump back here, Sheree and Martel were having the dinner, like... Were they like literally like workplace harassing the chef? <laughs> she had her coat on ready to leave. Like that chef never door. took off her like her Arcteryx like coat. She's like <laughs> one hand on the pepper grinder, one hand on the mace. Poor girl, if you're going in there alone and like setting up, it's like kind of a power dynamic that sucks. You have no one to complain to. And then they're like literally offering you to be in a three-way on television. Like, I know it's a joke, but you're in a workplace. They were joking, right? But yeah. Like- it's a workplace. Like, it's cute. Like, I think the joke landed. I'm just not sure. I was like kind of iffy. Because then they had to like watch them run off and had sex. But I'm sure that's common with that kind of job. Food is kind of an aphrodisiac, I guess. This girl just seemed like she was like, <laughs> I'm a child. But I remember like like in conversation about joking about the three-way, Sheree was saying her and her previous husband, I forget his name, I'm blanking, they had either had threesomes or uh, Oh, like, they never yeah, did. yeah, yeah. Do you remember, what was the comment again? I'm, I'm blanking, but her nervous laughter following was so telling. She was like triggered. Was it her who wanted to have it and didn't find someone or he wanted to have it and they didn't find someone? I, I, I don't forget. think it was her who wanted to have it. I don't oh. think Sheree is in that. Well, she does have a great body. Should I get those leggings? Well, seriously, it'd be smart for her to have that beautiful body with being a model for her own clothing line. The she by Sheree. She like literally launched her website on GeoCities and expected like having to have like five people visiting at a time. You remember GeoCities in like the nineties? It's like free website. Yeah, exactly. We should we should go in the archive and find yours. The archive. Um, but <laughs> I did really like her look and I kind of thought that the editor's take on her having to spend like $300 on a full track piece, whatever set you call it. That's kind of misogynistic. Well, how much do you fucking pay at a rock concert for a t-shirt? Like $80, right? If you go for like a set at Lululemon, the leggings are maybe like $125 Mm -hmm. and then the sports bra is maybe around $102. So, yeah, that's what I'm know. saying. But I think Lulu I, definitely is better quality. I just felt like... Oh, <laughs> I don't doubt that. I, mean, I don't think she like has like the engineering team to make she buy charade that like, Lululemon has. I'm just saying it's all luxury items. It's superfluous. It's just you're buying the brand. Yeah, exactly. You're buying the brand is what I was trying to say. It's. I want to know what the reviews are of her stuff. I have not looked into it. Mm-hmm. Like, Do people like it? Is it nice? Let us know in the comments, Shrimpies. I know you're listening. <laughs> and I know that you've all purchased she by charade. But you would look good in it. I can yeah. see you in it. Was it velour? I want it. I want no, it. no. I think it was just a. I think it was a pretty typical stretchy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Candy's confessional looks with the boob jewels. 
what is that i know what and then oh it just looks weird it looks like you have a disease and it's a fabulous disease <laughs> it just looks bizarre yeah it's it's definitely it's high risk, drag. And I, I like a woman taking risks. That's cool. It didn't land. Let me just say this. I don't think any of the risks paid off this episode. Really? No. I could maybe you, make a few exceptions. Even Marlo's big earrings. Those are the worst part. That would put me over the edge. Uh, it's like it. literally these girls are in Drag Race Confessional where they try to dress as much look as they can from like the waist up. So you get it all in the camera. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that just seemed cumbersome with those earrings. And it's like very like brand, brand, brand. And it's so something that she could pour at the archive because it's one size kind of thing. <sighs> right. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're thinking about her business that those earrings are going to be for rent tomorrow yeah and they're a statement and they look they have shelf appeal they don't look good on you but they I look good on the rack oh uh, becky yeah, i bet you can see you wearing them but you, during the pot you just hear like <laughs> i feel like i would die happy if marlo ever wanted to dress okay. me well i'll bury you in those earrings because you're gonna die before me <laughs> obviously as she hits her vape <laughs> i got the popcorn lung I miss Kenya. We got like a soft launch to Kenya where she's just like sitting in a chair, like in a white tank. You know, we didn't get boom, boom, Kenya in the room. Did you notice that? True. Yeah. Kenya kind of like waddled into uh, (laughs) Candy's office because those pants did not fit her. Well, the Gucci look that Candy was wearing with the pigtails, she looks so cute in that scene with like the green Gucci. That was literally what Marge was wearing last episode. But in green, but on the Candy pigtails really too. Ooh, who wore it best? Write your comments below. Candy. <laughs> Candy for sure. Also, I just wanted to say that those pink chairs that Candy coated look sticky and uncomfortable. Did you notice like pink vinyl chairs? They're like, okay, I'll come to the meeting. I'm just like stuck to this chair. I'll be back in five. Like, imagine like sweating. Also, what's with all the indoor spaces? I felt like we never saw daylight this entire episode. That's a really good point. <laughs> Where were they filming this? It was like a studio in LA, like yeah, it was so like Warner Brothers studio. Yeah, I know. Like, oh my god, it was at what's his name studio, Medea. Oh, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler Perry studio. Like, he has one of the yeah. biggest. I think it's the biggest one in America. It's like eight hundred acres or something of just like Walking Dead zombies all over the place. And Medea, who is the number one paid drag queen in the world and the most famous drag queen, let's not forget. You're right. Is there anything else you wanted to say about when all the girls are at Candy's office? I just wanted to say that Mark was the worst and Kenya seems happy. We touched base with how Candy is doing these spoofs of the show. What the hell? Are they even on Instagram? Are they calling them spoofs? She's like... on SNL, it's like literal TikTok lip syncing, but then she like has a whole like team of wardrobe and set design, like locations. And she's like dressing like her colleagues, dressing like Sheree or dressing like Marlo and just lip syncing over conflict that happened on the show. And I guess making fun of them, but she's like, that's not really land for me. I'm like, that's a lot of effort. Good for her to have like a creative outlet, but it's giving like me and you at a slumber party in like grade seven or something (laughs) trying to make a movie and yeah it's not landing it feels weird but it's definitely going to get a lot of 
hype, I think. And it probably gets a lot of traction on social media, which is probably why she does it. Because there's like a lot of like dynamics at play. But the hype that she's getting is not the hype I think she's looking for. Right. I'm pretty engaged with the Bravo universe and I didn't see these. Um, (laughs) I know. It's just like an Atlanta thing, like in the Tyler Perry world. Like Tyler Perry's producing these. And I know it's not maybe the intention of the like candy or the editors with her being like, I have no fucking time for my children and my husband. And then she's doing spoofs dressing up like Marlo. I'm like, okay, (laughs) maybe don't do that. Yeah. That probably took like six hours. You know, you had to get like probably five people there to put you in hair and makeup and to record it and then to upload it and do social media for it. Maybe just like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you're not really making any money. It's just clout or whatever. I, I don't guess. even know. Yeah, just to create like lore around the show. Maybe that's how <laughs> she's being encouraged by her social yeah. media managers. You hear Ace in the background, like, Mommy, I'm hungry, Mom. Oh my God. When he called her and he was like, I just want you to do my homework with me because you explained it better. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, he obviously is communicating so that he just sad. wants his mom. It's not even about the homework. It's like, I like the way you do it. Like, he just wants his mummy. Poor AC. But, Bear. Like, probably, you know, he's doing homework with a babysitter who doesn't. It's Auntie, him, I think. Like, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like homework is a really vulnerable thing. A lot of kids have trauma around homework because it highlights the deficiencies of the parent. And like patience and stuff. He just wants his mom to do with him because he trusts her. I know. That she makes him feel good when he does homework. Because if he doesn't maybe understand something, she makes him feel good about it. And yeah, my heart broke. Okay, I'm a sucker for whenever Candy gets emotional in any context. Like when her voice starts cracking, I break down. Like I feel like me and Candy react to stuff in the same way where the right just that goes nonverbal. I just yeah, like just nonverbal, like just <laughs> trying to spit out words because like the feelings are so like a tidal wave. And we see it like a couple times this episode where Candy, her emotions are catching up with her and I connect with that yeah. part of her a lot. That's how I sound when I get beat down. So what should I say right now to make you cry? You could say... I must have been raped! <laughs> no! <sighs> Quick now, grandma's been raped. <laughs> redact. We can't even make those jokes anymore. Like All of that, redact, redact. I know. It's like even the 90s Mad Magazine, I was going to say, like, the jokes are so bad. It's all, like, slut-shaming, like, Monica Lewinsky and things like that. You can tell a man made this, but I just love the artwork because it's so grotesque and, like, ugh indulgent okay back to reality back to atlanta we're at sonia's house and she's always looks like she's about to run a quarter mile hey sonia's full house oh my god it must be obviously a cultural thing i just couldn't deal with that in my house i mean depending on how many rooms you had and stuff i think i could do it temporarily well you like your family (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know i love my family I love spending time with my family. Look forward to it. My sister would um, dom the house because she has a kid. So she thinks that everything is the most important. Yeah. No, you're totally right. She has that kind of. Yeah. The one. whole world has to revolve around how she wants to parent her child. Yeah. I'm the baby. And I. 
just me regressing and being jealous. <laughs> but yeah, I was just laughing. She's always in like a full track suit and sneakers that she's just like ready to run a quarter mile. Like anytime there's conflict in her house, like she's like, ah! she's like go get her. She's off. Dinner's about to start six six twenty nine. It's like the the road runner where she just slams through the yeah. door and just like, flies off. And she has like um, the zoomies again where she's just like wrangling like the family together and they can't leave the house. I wrote in my notes that. Her sister, Sherry, who I think might become a housewife because she's doing testimonials now. But um, Sherry, because it's Sherry's husband who is Sonia and Sherry are sisters. And Sherry's husband is Sonia's personal assistant. Okay, um, messy. She said in testimonials that she takes issue with how Sonia's being too demanding of her husband. Because she's like, she's always looking for things for him to do. It's like... He's Aren't a you the assistant? assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's messy. Okay, so he takes issue with the job he has because she's not asking him to probably take out the compost. She's probably asking him to like um, message people to do interviews with on podcasts. She's probably asking him to like follow up with our show. You know, message us back, Sonia. Um, oh, I would love to interview Sonia. I know we need to get freaking who's the one that runs Posh first pot i mean yeah kim d she'll do anyone (laughs) she'll get down in the dirt with us um that'll be so good that'd be hot and what's her name the other one that's or that pulled margaret's hair oh kim g yeah the kims (laughs) we need to get kim d and kim g on the pod just wanted to say that so we have the audio what were you saying? Yeah, I think the issue could be not Sonia crossing boundaries is maybe they just don't have boundaries and there needs to be some sort of this is when we're working. This is when we're family. Yeah. And like, I understood fully where Sherry was coming from, that she's like, at the end of the day, I'm not like a public figure. I still have a regular life I need to live. You asking me to like fix you up when you come home late at night. That doesn't make sense to me because I have two mm-hmm. kids under the age of probably five. Well, Sonia's earning her peach, I think, letting us in to see, like, two generations of her family. She That's is a, like, get, getting yeah. her peach, yeah, with that kind of stuff. I appreciate it. And I think Sonia has untapped potential. Mm, we need to get her back into the track. Get her to run <laughs> two, that 200 meters again. Yeah. Obviously, this is going to be a storyline this season is the tension between Todd having a screenplay in the midst and then <laughs> Candy wanting to maybe not take on a producer role where they're at the family island in the kitchen and Ace and Blaze are sitting there and Candy's just sort of taking <laughs> these like Uber Eats meals and putting them on plates and stuff. And she was passively aggressively singing the whole time. She's like, I can't handle this. <laughs> I can't do mm-hmm. it on my own. You're being so petty to Todd right now. Mm-hmm. But it was a good opportunity to show that she was putting in the work for her kids and Todd wasn't. But it that's gives... why it was so performative. That made yeah. me feel like, Ugh. And she needed to sing it because he was on the phone. So it sounded more lyrical in the he's background. He's on a work call, though. He's on a work call. I feel like those are never ending. He could have like just been like, at any moment. And Todd's script is his new apartment basically where he has one thing and wants to like hold on to it but it's literally nothing and everyone knows it's nothing but we're like we'll give him that and it's like watch his script be a fucking amazing wow okay watch me eat my words it's gonna be like the next medea 
Uh, Medea Medea Housewives crossover. That'd be cool. Okay. So Marla, Marla, Marlo, Marlo, and the boys meet their life coach. Yeah. What did you think of her? She seemed really adept to that family. She seemed to be really sweet and direct, which I think is what they need because Marlo, I think, lacks direction. Well, the boys need structure too. Yeah. This woman, I didn't write down her name. She seemed cool. She seemed um, really equipped to deal with them as a unit. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited that the boys are getting better. They're eating their cheese. They're becoming big they and strong. They seem so cute, too. Like, yeah. they're making, like, quesadillas for Marlo. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Uh, I wish I had a life coach growing up. I still need one, by the way. <laughs> for all the life coaches listening, <laughs> leave comments below. He says no comment. Okay, so we go to Sheree's house and we meet Courtney. Yes, that's her name. I didn't get her name, but her name is Courtney. Courtney the Capricorn. Ooh. Because she's a Capricorn. They say that. like, Or I think Sheree says that. I don't have any strong opinions about her. She wore a lot of makeup. That's about it. I don't like her. (laughs) I have my walls up with Courtney. Why? I just think her voice is really annoying. (laughs) <laughs> she's wearing those like really try hard thigh boots you're going over to a friend's house at probably like 11 30 in the morning she like hang out with eva or something yeah she just wanted to like be in this look and it, it did not land she looked stupid it was too many statement pieces at once yeah no it just everything did not work and we learned about the beef not the beef the thing with her and candy what is it? You have to explain this to me because I didn't pick up on it. I barely understood it myself. So Courtney found out was misquoted saying that she was friends with Candy because that is major clout in this world. Like oh, being with, yeah. Being friends Can- with a hyper rich, affluent, influential person saying you're friends with Candy could get you sway in whatever world you're in. Atlanta could probably has a small town of elite people, you know. I'm assuming Atlanta is massive. But the but insular what community. Courtney, what does Courtney do for work? Do we find out? So oh, yeah. She's like, I have a jewelry line and I'm a something. Remember? Like real estate? Yeah. Maybe. Regardless. She's um, making yeah. jewelry now. <laughs> <laughs> we should look it up. We start wearing tons of bangles. Next episode, you have the big earrings. It's just like. <laughs> don't say anything to the uh, audience. Yeah. It's just like this. Did you see one of my favorite interviews was, I think it was Jimmy Fallon uh, and Will Ferrell goes on, but he has a bird parrot on his shoulder. and his Oh own... my God. Yeah. No, it's Conan, I think. Oh yeah. Conan. Yeah. Because Conan's the kind of guy who and can't. Conan was... Yeah. So you can't talk to the bird. Exactly. Don't look at the bird. <laughs> I told you this is not about the bird. This is about my upcoming film, which is like a parody of like how actors actually act. It's so funny because all you can see is just the bird and Conan is... It's like cockatiel, just like... And Yeah. Conan's kind of like neurotic enough to like only be able to focus on that one thing. Yeah. Um, but why did I think of that interview? What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we got here. So we have to establish that there is this weird misunderstanding between Courtney, this new girl, and Candy. Someone in their mutual camp told Candy that 
Courtney was going around saying that she was friends with Candy. So I think it's important to establish a misunderstanding overall. Candy found out through a mutual that Courtney was going around saying that she was friends with Candy, using the word friends, not acquaintances or whatever. I met before, like... Yeah, Candy just thought it was weird. But then a mutual of all of them said that Candy in person was researching Courtney or like looking up her Insta and being like, I don't know her. I don't fuck yeah. with her. Like, who is this person? Courtney is trying to establish that that was all a misunderstanding, that she never said that. Okay. But why was Candy on guard? She seemed like heated. Well, okay. I think this is a larger issue that I think I'm feeling with Candy this season is that Candy is hot about something. You know how, like, the past few seasons, Candy's been kind of muted? Candy's back. There's something happening, brewing within her. The way she was reacting to Courtney, if it was two seasons ago, Candy would just be like, whatever yeah exactly they don't let she's people... not that way anymore yeah. she's like ready to fight and i don't mm. know if it's because she's translating her issues with todd or do you think that someone told her that her storyline is getting boring oh could totally because be she's too. a businesswoman she can take notes like anyone i saw online that candy makes two million a season for the show yay women in stem so she has to stay on the show if she finds out through market research that she's not a good fit for the show anymore that people are bored with her then she has to create conflict exactly and she needs to have that contract like negotiated to like the highest level possible she'll always give us no scrubs she can't take that away (laughs) no i don't want your number and that's all we could afford I was going to say, Courtney reminds me of this character on SNL that Cecily Strong used to play on Weekend Update, which is called the drunk girl you wish you didn't start a conversation with at a party. (laughs) Exactly what you mean. (laughs) Oh my God, that's exactly who she is. She just like starts slurring and like making references and like mixing them up and like you can't tell what is what. Yeah. yeah. So right with that. And you just like realized she was suddenly at the insurrection riots. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't get to see what's Ralph's husband's name. <laughs> uh, Ralph's husband's name is Drew. Yeah. Drew is not appearing in the show. We find out like at Drew Ross's Perry. birthday that Drew has some family drama. And Kenya's like, girl, that's your family too. Like, I love these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the tea though. How bad is this drama? It's like, oh yeah, she just found out that I'm cheating on her. So I left her at home and went to the party where I'm invited as the plus one. (laughs) Well, yeah, because we find out earlier in the episode, like Sonia was saying like, oh, Drew didn't RSVP. Ralph did. What are these men trying to social climb? Days prior, Drew knew she couldn't attend because the last thing I think she probably wants to do is like to air dirty laundry on the show at a fucking Harlem party. Oh my God. Was Jen Shaw there like Harlem Nights? Yeah. Like this is not the first Harlem Nights party we've had (laughs) on Bravo. But yeah, I guess Harlem Nights was a comedy directed by Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it wasn't like a well-regarded film, but I think it's a call classic. Yeah. I think people Obviously, really, really love They're going to spend 100000 on a party for that theme. Do you think it looked like a $100,000 party? 
party. Mm, in today's economy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. The party looked good. It looked nice. And I'm sure they had probably a staff of like 20 people working that night. Where are um, the windows? But yeah, the lighting was so bad at that party that I was getting disoriented. The cameras were just shooting around and like, I just was like, what's going on? Like, Keep where in mind, I? these parties have to be well lit and have no music. So those are the two factors which make like an awful party. Bright lights, no music. That's how I do parties in my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, Becky, my corneas are burning. Yeah, there were no windows. You know me, just looking for a fire escape. Like, how am I going to get out of here? Like, there couldn't have been, like, a nice open patio element. I just needed a visual escape. I'm stuck in these back rooms of Atlanta right now. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed when Sonia and Ross entered for their grand entrance, it was, like, through a gym door. You know, like, that gym door style with, like, the large bars across it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. I was like, so are you at, like, a gymnasium? Yeah, the illusion is so broken. You spent $100,000 to rent out a gym <laughs> at like a community center? I don't know. Kenya seemed to approve and I trust her opinion. Well, I think Kenya is maybe not like fully on her hay raid this season. What do you mean? She's usually just such a hater. She's not on her hater. She's getting fucked. That's why. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was <laughs> going to say. <laughs> She's got the post-coital glow. I wonder um, if we're going to get to know him. Uh, maybe. Or if she has learned her lesson and wants to keep it separate. Yeah. Brooklyn's looking cute as a button. Love to see her oh. thrive. My girl. So cute. I think I actually probably like Kenya's house the most out of the girls. What would you say in terms of houses? Kenya's my... Well, objectively, like, I would live in Kenya's house, like, mm. the way that, like, the exterior and the interior, too, I think is really cool. It seems really private, lots of greenery, but kind of open, and you, she can get away with, like, a lot of white. You're in the South. Did they just film it during, like, 40-degree weather, which is, like, 100 degrees for our American listeners? So that's why they're indoors? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Anyways, I don't have anything else in my notes. Is there anything else that you wanted to go over? Okay, well, the evening devolves into this like heated conversation between Candy and Courtney. Yeah, which I didn't understand and, what that was. Well, I think what it was is that this Courtney girl was behaving weird. And Candy is, I think, going through something separately from this argument. But she's bringing that energy towards it. Mm, unhinged you know, just like the whole like you back to lose. off no you back off and that was interesting to me Brandy like, Glanville. Hey, we're getting insight into Candy's mental state right now because Candy can be either super cool or super heated and she's getting heated by like this girl not doing anything really just being annoying just being kind of like a fly. If she's a nobody, they don't pay attention to her. Right. Yeah. No, like the candy, I think I know, would not be that too concerned about it. Yeah. And we're like this, me and KK. <laughs> KB. <laughs> candy coated. <laughs> yeah. Candy coated. What was her bedroom candy? That was funny. The whole conflict between her and Courtney was just not that fascinating to me. Yeah, I know. Like, I want to get into the conflict of Ralph and his husband, Drew, Carrie. <laughs> oh, we're going to find out, too, because we saw, like, in the glimpses of Nick's 
episode. Okay, I didn't get that. um, Okay, so there's maybe a like really come to head moment between Sheree and Martel and Kenya, where Kenya shouts, once a cheater, always a cheater, and Kenya more hair care, bitch. (laughs) Kenya more hair care. That was so mean, but so iconic. So you have to let it slide. I know. I really do. It was a good song. What can I say? A song- it was cool. <laughs> it's like twerking to Kenya Moore. I'm the one like playing the drums. <laughs> During another woman's launch party for her business. Oh, Kenya. She gets really messy sometimes. But I don't think she's going to get this messy this season. Is she like good friends with Marlo? Like, are they kiki together Um, no they're always at odds um i think marlo from what she said all this episode she just wants to be a bystander okay we haven't even gotten like who has the peaches do we know who has peaches okay so it's candy kenya marlo sonya drew do you think marlo has the peach again that was her first yeah no marlo's in like okay um so they gave her like five. Men. They gave her like forty confessional looks. So um, no, Marlo's Marlo's not going anywhere. Her little chair uh, airing. I want to take a seat. We need to like do a little meme of us like podcasting from her chair. <laughs> <laughs> she would totally let us come over. She'd be a good time. Who would you want to hang out with out of the girls the most? Marlo. Really? I wouldn't have much to relate with her. She has a lot going on. I'm into it. I like it. Or Portia. She was on the show still, but what do you think of her not being on the show? I think that Portia, based off of Ultimate Girls Trip, she still needs to come back down to Earth. I don't think she really understands the fragility of being like a really good housewife and that you're just like not guaranteed guaranteed anything. It reminds me of the Bethany situation where she thinks she's like better than the situation. Exactly. And then all she does is talk about it. And it's like, okay, then you're yeah. just as bad as the rest of them. So might as well just like yeah. get a contract. I don't know what you're trying to do. Even though I'd yeah. be scared to see her on my screen in HD. I have to download that in 480p just to watch it. Uh, even the makeup thing just bothers me because it looks like on The Simpsons when Homer invented the gun that applies makeup and shoots it. <laughs> totally. So yeah, what else is new? And you got imagine it's getting late over there in Montreal town. What are we having for supper tonight? Yeah. I'm making fiddlehead pasta. Oh, <gasps> you found fiddleheads? Yeah, they're in season right now, so I got them on sale. I think the season here is like either really short or non-existent because they kind of grow all year. Like I'm looking at ferns right now that are like fiddleheading on the rooftop garden mm. feels very like prehistoric when you go into these old forests because they have all these like giant ferns and everything even in the middle of winter yeah to our audience fiddlehead is a premature fern that is the plant of new brunswick which is where we're from and you can grind it up and make a good soup or do many other things it's kind of just a buttery it just tastes like asparagus flavor. yeah it's asparagus so that sounds delicious. So I think actually the market, there's a market on Nelson downtown that opens during the summer. And I want to start pick up some like foraged mushrooms and stuff. Get some of those lobsters. Oh, the lobster mushrooms seem really nice. I've never tried one, but they seem delicious. They're very expensive, but yeah, technically they're not even a mushroom. They're a parasite, but 
the more you know. Well, same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of parasites, Becky still has the conch stuck to her head and it's controlling her brain. Can you see it? Oh, yeah, it's really like made its way into the nape of your neck where it really blends in. And you can just sort of like put your hair down and not notice. We're a mesh now. <laughs> the only evidence is the snail trail you leave behind. Well, that's not new. <laughs> She's juicy, boys. <laughs> I'm gonna get her. She's got the wop. Did you know that you put like, I want to get the word right, but uh, boric acid in your vagina? You're supposed to put boric acid tablets in your vagina. Have you heard this? What? Just to like make it regular because you're not supposed to like use soap or anything, and it just is like makes like all the juices right and blah blah blah. It's like well, pussy hygiene. I'll take your for it now. Do it right as, now. As a gay man, yeah, it's just like. Like his pussy is just like foaming and turns into like some sort of goblin monster from like the, the 80s turns into like slimer from ghostbusters no i just watched this five minute long tiktok on this woman who got advice from lesbians about having putting boric acid tablets in your vagine i am not a doctor do not <laughs> repeat anything that i say on this podcast yeah don't listen to us for medical <laughs> advice <laughs> <laughs> but if you want a good shrimp canapé or a smoked salmon canapé, hit us up. We got a recipe. And it'll make you gay. <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been an amazing premiere to the Atlanta Housewives. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have lots to look forward to with this Drew and Ralph gay divorce. I'm very excited to see that fall apart because I never liked it. Becky, <laughs> you want I to take agree, us out? Totally. Um, yeah, I know. I'm so excited to be on this peach orchard of a journey that mm. we're just going to wander through the orchard together and pick off a peach when need be. <laughs> we're just going to get stoned with a stone fruit. Okay. Thank you guys again. Tune in next week for another episode of La Atlanta Housewives. And hopefully you will have be already been listening to New Jersey, which is ongoing. And bienvenue when you're here, your La family. <laughs> Au revoir. Bonjour. Bye. Je t'aime. Je t'aime beaucoup. Shrimp Cocktail is created by Becky P. and Peter P. Special thanks to AJ for our theme song and Catherine for our cover art. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast.